This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, I could start this one off. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is more of a a, a think piece story. I don't know if it's going to cause you to just... Just right off the bat, laugh and laugh and laugh, but okay. there was a tiny ribbon-cutting ceremony at the world's smallest park as it officially <laughs> opens in Mill Ends, Portland. <laughs> well, let's have a micro good time and okay. a macro good there time on is. today's episode of Burnerna's. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, uh, I am Kurt Brown Alert. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Yeah, so they had a tiny ribbon-cutting ceremony at the world's smallest park. It's in Mill Ends. It's in Portland. I thought we should start for that because we have a show coming up <gasps> in Portland. <gasps> oh, we do, folks. We got a show. We got a show in Portland at the Aladdin Theater. What a treat to come on down to the what Aladdin a Theater. Treat. See the Banana what Boys a and maybe a, a secret surprise guest. You know, but you that, never know. You never know. And if you're not in Portland, maybe you're in San Francisco. You can um, come on down to Cobb's Comedy Club, or maybe you're in Vancouver. You can come mm. on over to the Rio Theater, or maybe Ooh. you're in Tacoma, Washington. Oh. Four thirty p.m. show. Early bird special show. We're very excited about <laughs> that one. But yeah, this is a call for Bananimals in the Wild. If you live in Portland, here, this was written by Samantha Swindler from the Oregonian slash oh, Oregon Live. Thank you, Samantha. You are B-I-T-B. And this was sent in by the one and only Lynn Y-Y-J. I think it's a Lindsay, but Lynn, L-I-N-N-Y-Y-J, sent this in uh, the world's smallest park had the tiniest ribbon-cutting ceremony on Monday, marking the official reopening of Millen's Park after the completion of road construction on the NATO Parkway. So using a miniature pair of scissors, I yes. mean, this is the Boom. most Portland story, Boom. and that's why we love it. Borrowed from a sewing kit, it took Carolyn Litson Fagan, daughter of park founder Dick Fagan. Oh, I like that. Several snips to slice through the green <laughs> ribbon for the unveiling. Mills End Park is located in the middle of a traffic median near the <laughs> intersection of NATO Parkway and Southwest. Yeah, oh, dude, the photos of this thing are so good. You and I 100% have to take a photo up there and post it when we go up there. I'm I am a little disappointed it wasn't mint floss instead of a green ribbon. Do you know what I mean? True. It should yeah. have been mint floss across it and then clipped them with those tiny, tiny scissors. How big is the park? It. Talk to me about this size. 
size? Well, it is a Guinness Book World Record for world's what? smallest park. No. It is 452 square inches. Um, <gasps> I did not expect that inches. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it was tragically demolished last year for, for road work. <laughs> but, but it was reconstructed six inches west of its old location. It was founded by this dude named Dick Fagan, who was a mm-hmm. columnist for the Oregon Journal. Uh-huh. He wrote about it in 1954. Um, but it, So Mill's End is named after the scraps of wood that were left over from a mill, a lumber mill around there. Oh, I like that. Okay, Pretty so then this cool. is purposeful that the park is kind of like what's left over from a larger park when you cut the bottom off of it. That's Right. So at Friday's ribbon cutting, the Fagan children brought a toy, a five inch Ferris wheel, which was once lowered into the park <laughs> using a hand si- a full size crane. A full size crane lowered down a no. five inch Ferris no. wheel. Really? Oh, yeah. I love this. This is great. Uh the new and improved Mills End Park. And so there's a new sign. One of the they did improvements to this park. So there's a little sign that says Mills End Park. Uh it's two feet across. It's in the shape of a shamrock. Uh and the park is currently home to a plum bush some tufts of grass, and a roughly two-inch-wide park bench. A two-inch-wide park bench? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, Oh, wait. Two-inch, like, two-inch-wide, meaning, I'm trying to figure out. Does that Uh, mean it's just, like, it's a little baby bench, or is it two inches... Like deep, but a normal bench <laughs> bench length long. I think it's like two inches okay. wide, right, 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 and an undetermined number of leprechauns. Uh, so, anyways, if you live in the Portland area, you probably already know about this. But if you don't, send it to us. We'll post it in the stories. We want to see Mills End Park. Kurt and I will visit it when we come up and play the Aladdin Theater. It makes me so happy. Oh, and I should shout out the Better NATO Forever Project. Uh, was who was responsible for making this back? Oh, They're that's great. I love go. that. I mean, we got to go. I love little road trip destinations. Are you kidding me? Especially the littlest road trip destination. How's your week, Scotty? We haven't even checked. We just jumped right into that Portland story. I was just happy about that story. Um, My week has been very good. I... Did a little sailing. I because I watched you went the Super sailing. Bowl. Oh, sailing was sick. So oh. we went from um, Marina del Rey, which is up near Santa Monica and Venice, and then we sailed two hours down to Redondo, and then uh, saw so many seals, so many dolphins. It was a perfect day out there. We we our favorite activity for my group of six friends, besides drinking in the sunlight, was we would spot uh, balloons or trash, or boxes out in the ocean, and then we would all grab nets and um, try to catch it and circle around in a 30-foot sailboat. So we caught (laughs) lots of balloons. (laughs) But but I still want to know, were you under sail, or were you you putt-putt-putting along? So we did both. Both. Uh, Yeah, we did both. And it it wasn't that windy. It really was pretty still. But once we got down there, we went full sail, and it was quiet. uh, Oh, that's cool. Mamrie Hart made some charcuterie and some dips, and we just we hung in a very real way. It was great. Oh, that sounds like my ideal day. Yeah. To have a friend with a boat. The dream, Scotty. You're living the dream. I know. It's so, I am grateful for it. I feel like it's one of those things where when like your neighbor who's your friend gets a pool, you feel like you got a pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very much, I'm like a caster. I'm a stowaway. I'm just like, oh, you guys are going out? Great. I'll bring hot dogs. How about you? What you up to? This is my, this is the last thing I'm doing. 
before I mean other than other than parenting um, but uh, before I go before I leave my wife and children I am I'm leaving I'm going backpacking for three days starting tomorrow for my birthday mm-hmm. and uh, I oh it couldn't come at a better time Scotty you're feeling it Oh, it could not come at a better time. I can't wait to get out into the woods. Uh, my, I've just not slept. I've been not sleeping because Gus is afraid of the dark suddenly. There's that cat. There's that cat. Oh, yeah. Punk is here. My my cat that comes for two hours a day, he'll, he'll, <laughs> you'll see him. He'll be sitting at my back window talking. I wonder how many names he has. I don't know, but he's putting on weight. I, I don't feed him, but I, the neighbors are feeding Punk. Oh, but come on. Keep keep Punk healthy, guys. Keep Punk That's healthy. That's right. So He's you're going to sleep in a hammock or are you going to oh, sleep in a sleeping bag? What are you doing? Oh, a sleeping bag and a hammock, pal. Oh, that's I, true. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I love hammock camping, guys. I'm very excited, so. Woo! The stress can melt away. The last time uh, you and I went camping, oh no, I was going to say it was last. It was for year, my birthday actually. last yeah, year. Yeah, we did do it last year. I was thinking of the Donkey Trail. Oh um, yeah, which everybody probably thinks is a lot more erotic than what I'm about <laughs> to say. But there, well, for one of Kurt's birthdays, and we might have mentioned this before, we hiked up, and then there's the way they used to get supplies up of mountains back in the day when you couldn't build trains out there was they would have donkeys with. With bags on the side, and they'd carry it up. And there's still one active in California. It might be the last one, right? I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, it's. De- but the fact that it's that close to Los Angeles that you can get, you can just give a bunch of stuff to a donkey and just be like, yes. "Meet you up there, pal." <laughs> so we all go up there. It's a bunch of Kurt's friends, old school buddies from the East Coast, and we're, we had a wonderful time. It was so fun. Very deep, deep secluded. There's like a lodge, and then there's these camp houses, and we all had different bunk beds. And I think on the second night, there's a helipad in the general mm-hmm. area because just in case of an emergency, and it's on sort of a famous trail to Mount Washington, right? Is that right? Uh, it- to Mount Wilson. Mount Wilson. So um, so we knew where it was, and we were like, well, let's go see. Everybody's enhanced. We've all been drinking. Uh, we go to look at the stars. And uh, Kurt's friend Rob starts to kind of pee off, away from everybody, and Kurt yells, "Wild Sage!" <laughs> <laughs> and kicks Rob in the butt and almost <laughs> kicks him off the side of a mountain by accident. <laughs> so for the rest of the week, whenever you wanted to prank anybody, you just yelled, "Wild Sage!" <laughs> but Rob was so scared. It was so, I think about that all the time whenever I see Wild Sage. Sage Wild Sage! And then you just push your buddy in the butt and hope they don't pee on themselves while falling to their death off a mountain. (laughs) And it's a pretty steep drop. It is a pretty steep drop. It really, really was. Oh, man. Okay, you want to hear a story? Or you got, do you have a story that's connected to that Portland thing before I move on? Um, the only, no, I don't. I, every time you go to Portland, there's 500 stories and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to make a lot more memories. The only, the last time I was in Portland was driving cross country during the great Quar. Uh, no, in 2021. And so things were opening up and I went to this outdoor restaurant and this guy comes in, I'll, I'll tell it very briefly, but it just sticks with me. And I, there's like, I'm eating and I hear like the staff start to get mad at somebody uh-huh. and they were like, you have to go right now. And this guy's like, 
this is so messed up you're doing this to me and he's like they're like you keep stealing from people he's like i am not stealing from anybody and they're like the bartender comes out the manager a couple servers and they're like walking this guy out regular guy um and he's like i haven't taken anything he literally has ketchup bottles sticking out of his pocket (laughs) and as he's going he's just taking things as he goes i love that i love that yeah so like there's 10 tables he's coming towards me it's like just lean in a little bit but he's just like i haven't taken a thing and he just is taking like here's a knife and fork (laughs) set up and (laughs) here's a placard here's a little buzzer thing for when you're waiting for your table and they just kicked this guy out and he probably stole enough to set up two three maybe up to a table <laughs> that's like that's like a, a i think you should leave sketch like right there oh, it really so is <laughs> that's right um i remember i was in portland and it was me and a friend and we were waiting we were in the only people in this restaurant the only people yeah. in a smallish restaurant yes and um it was like a sunday or something and we ordered two bloody marys mm. and um and the waitress looked at us like she was like, it was like a surprise to her. Like even like Bloody Marys are definitely on the menu. Yeah, it wasn't sure. like we were ordering them at a falafel place or something, you know? Uh, and she's like, looked at us strange. Like it was just her first day at work. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves and uh, swear to God. So we're just like chit-chatting, chatting, chatting. But after about yeah. like 15, 20 minutes, we're like, I wonder if those drinks are going to come out. And then they eventually do. Uh, and this woman comes out with them on a tray, and uh, one is oh boy, one is uh, pink, and the yeah. other is brown. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and they're like just sitting right next to each other, uh-huh. and one's pink and one's brown, and we're just like so oh, confused, God. and I were just like, and, I, and we just said like before they got set down, I was like, I'm sorry, why, why is one pink, yeah. and one brown, Fair and then she just did not say anything, makes sense, but just looked at us, <laughs> I like, I wish I could do the look she gave us, like, like, like she'd been caught. Like, 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 oh no, like raise the alarm. And then like just turned around without saying anything and walked back into the kitchen uh, and then was gone again for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then she came out with them again. One is pink and one is brown. And she just put them down at the table. (laughs) And we didn't say anything that time. And then we were just like, well, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Uh, oh, no, I do think when she came out after 10 minutes, she just said, it's the mix. That's oh, what she said. It's, it's the, mix, the mix. And then so left it. And I was pink. like, there we go. All right. Two different colors. Neither one exactly <laughs> what they should be. Did you drink them? Did they taste yes. like Bloody Marys? Uh, yeah. One was disgusting. And the other one was just mostly vodka. Okay. Essentially. Uh, they they could have just like gone and back and mixed them together and probably would have made two good ones. But whatever. Yeah, I'm I not a, judging. I'm not judging. Save, I'm saving a story. I have a Portland story about a bachelor party up there. I'm saving it for the Aladdin show. And All right, I might great. even act it out. I might get physical with it. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't love a good old act out for a, a podcast? Mm-hmm. Here we go, Scotty. Hit me. Sent in by Dana Wigginton Wiginton Lemoyne. Uh, this was in the Toronto Sun. And uh, here it is, you. written okay. written by Post mm. Media News. It's called oh. Post Media News. Post oh. Media News? That's a surprising 
author. Yeah. This is After News News. Once news is dead, we make the news. Post-media yes. news. Here it is. <laughs> Let me out. Dead man gets last laugh at his funeral. <laughs> Let me out. Oh, my God. This is okay. amazing. I watched the video of this. We, we, we'll post the video of it. It is truly amazing on so many levels. Okay. Shay Bradley pulled off his final prank at his own funeral. And this is, I think, from 2019. Yes, okay. this is from 2019, FYI. Okay. When the casket of the Irish veteran's body was being lowered into his final resting place mm-hmm. in Dublin last Saturday, his voice began bellowing from below. Hello! Hello! Hello, let me out! <laughs> the Defense Forces Incredible. veteran said in the pre-recorded message as family and friends began to laugh in a video posted to social media by one Incredible. of the mourners. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> let me out, let me out, it's fucking dark in here. Is that the priest I can hear? This is Shay. I'm in the box. No, in the fucking box. I'm dead. <laughs> Unreal. The video of it is amazing because whatever contraption they used to like play the sound back it is loud and it sounds like there is someone in the coffin it is oh my god amazing uh and people like at first it's like what's happening you know like there's like it's like what's happening and then there's like titters and then it keeps going and as soon as he starts like cursing then like pretty much everybody starts laughing but they're like laughing and crying at the same time but still laughing Amazing. Um, daughter uh, Andrea Bradley explained it was her father's dying wish to play the message at his funeral. Fantastic. She also posted the video to Facebook where it's been viewed over one million times since Sunday and has received thousands of positive reviews. Quote, myself and my family are overwhelmed with the amazing response and comments we have received regarding my dad's funeral. He truly is a legend and was the most amazing man. So he would good. be overjoyed to know how many smiles and laughs he has given to everyone. Thank you all. So good. That's the that, way to do it. That's Celebrate the way to it. do it. That's the way to do it because it does, it brings, it like reminds everybody what you were like. Because it does, like when, when death happens, it there is this, this like you are so sad that the person is gone. Mm-hmm. And, but the, to, but the, mem- like the, the memory of who they were, if yeah. that can continue in that moment, because that moment is so dark, that moment yeah. of the funeral is so dark. Of course. If the idea of who they are could permeate that, event that would be that would be amazing that would be uncle amazing chuck, Kristen's uncle chuck did it yes he had it was coins over fun. his eyes oh i our, our our beloved friend our good friend Kristen shaw her uncle passed away a couple of years ago maybe three years ago now and we all knew him he was really fun and he wouldn't mind them talking about this at all by the way but yeah like it was his last performance art piece yes there, I, I don't remember anybody crying at all. About fifteen people spoke. He had written a song for everybody about where the reindeers go, and we all started singing it together to cover all his bases. He took like a uh, a three D printer and made little models of Jesus. Um, God, who was, it was like Jesus, Buddha, uh-huh. Muhammad, Obi Wan Kenobi, or Yoda. <laughs> he basically wanted to cover all his bases, no matter where he went. Yeah, he had coins on his eyes for crossing the river Styx. But everybody just went up and told stories and laughed. It was like, oh uh, yeah, somebody wrote a song, another guy played a song, but he and he wanted him to play a pre-recorded thing, and then he had edited together a video of sort of the last couple years of his life. Um, it was, it was exactly, it was a celebration. It yeah. was wonderful. We all left. I think everybody went and grabbed a drink afterwards. Like it was just, 
it wasn't sad at all. Everybody processes grief differently, but for me, that was now the highest watermark imaginable for, for a when you die. Make and it now. fun for all your friends. I mean, why not? That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. One hundred percent. I mean, like, I want to be you... buried. Like, I want my head buried. Just your head, like, just head, head down, want... legs up. Yeah, head down, legs up, butt in the air, and I want everybody to be able to pose with my butt in the air, spank it, kick it, kiss it, whatever they want. Just march a procession of people just doing whatever I want in Downward Dog. Why can't you get a headstone that is just that? Like, uh, butt, Jeez. just like like down. So coming out of the ground is yeah. just like a butt cheeks and pa- and like legs with pants on them. That's exactly And then like right. written on the butt cheeks is your name. Like why can't that be? That's what I want. That's that's a great idea. I don't even want to be buried, and I still want that. I want a marker with that. Yeah, and I wanted to say Scotty Landis, inventor of the electric slide, in quotes, even though I didn't do it, and I want a, a button on my butt, maybe, maybe on a Walkman in my in your butthole. If and have somebody to hit pushes your butthole. it, uh-huh. and then it very, very, very poor recording goes rink, 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 rink. It's electric. That's all I want. That's how I want to die. I want butt in the air. Do whatever you want to it. Electric slide button somewhere on my on my person. Done. Done. It's now now that it's on a podcast, it's legal. It is legal. It has to happen, folks. Thank you. Tease us into a break, Scoochie. Ooh, this one. You saw this one because we got this sent one a lot. Bored security guard doodles eyes on $1 million (laughs) painting on first day on job. Mm -mm -mm. So Yes, he did. Can't wait to hear more about that right after these sweet messages. Or music. Or music. It who could be music. Anymore? If things, who knows anymore? Everybody's it already could. skipped 60 seconds. Don't skip. Listen Don't to skip. The ads. We are might... recording them. Yeah, or just listen to the music. Uh, I never know what's going to be there. We don't know anymore. Bananas. I'm bananas. Uh, Scotty, you got a shout out? Because I definitely do here. I have a great shout out. I have a great shout out too. I'm pretty excited about my shout out as well. I hope we don't have the same shout out. I have I have three. Would you like to do yours first? Uh, you do one, then I'll do one. Okay. This one's important, guys. So pay okay. attention. This is 321 for March 21st. It is a self-supported three-day bike ride in celebration of World Down Syndrome Day. So from March 19th to the 21st, there are going to be a bunch of riders, both live and in person, but also virtual, and they're going to ride from Bellingham, Washington to Portland, Oregon to raise awareness for inclusion of those with Down Syndrome. This was sent in by Bananimal Matt Lyman. Uh, we donated to this cause, Kurt, and we're sponsoring this ride for him. Though I think Matt might be rocking a bananas patch for this one. Nice. Um, but Matt sent this in. He created this um, to celebrate his own daughter, Phoebe, who sent us the sweetest DM thanking us. I... I really missed it up for that one. Um, and he's welcoming everyone to raise awareness and fundraise for the Down Syndrome community of the Puget Sound. So 
If you want to ride your bike from Bellingham, Washington to Portland and be a part of this and raise money, it's March 19th to 21st. You can go um, to 321-4321.org or on Instagram at 321-4321. And if you can't ride, you can just donate to 321. It's a great idea, and it supports the inclusion of kids with Down syndrome, which we couldn't appreciate more. Oh, that's great. And uh, there's also another bike ride that I need to talk about, too. But before I get to the b- sure. bike ride, uh, this one comes in. Hi, Banana Boys. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. I've been a fan since early 2021, and I'm getting close to listening to all the episodes. The moment I realized how great it was when one of you tells the story of getting married in a bar to a bartender named Misty, Uh-oh. I was like, quote, these guys get it. Honestly, the Minnesotas are my favorite, so keep making those. Oh, fun. I have a Best in the Biz shirt, and I love it. So anyway, I turned 13 today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, congrats. Congrats. I love it that that, uh, that Scotty, me marrying Scotty to a bartender named Misty was the point where you, as a then 12-year-old, were like, these guys got it. These guys have figured it out. Uh, And it would mean the world to me if you give me a little shout-out. I'm AJ, and I'm from Virginia. It actually says I'm AJ, and I'm from VA which I like better. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. And thanks for reading this. P.S. I use my mom's account because I don't have Insta. Hey, one more That's thing. That's good. Please bring the banana phone back. I know. I, we are, well, we'll figure out some version of the banana phone someday. That poor guy that messaged us saying he has the number for the old banana phone is getting messages and calls nonstop. Oh, have we talked about that? We haven't talked about that on the podcast yet. I don't think we have. So, yeah, well, Mint Mobile gave us that number, and we said it. Probably 100 times on maybe 60 episodes that are now spinning forever and ever and infinity. And we got a direct message from the person who got that number after we forfeited it after that year. So please don't call this guy. He seems like a he was cool about it. He was not angry at us, but he said, I keep he's like, yo, I keep getting calls saying this was the banana phone <laughs> and uh but he says everybody's been super sweet and supportive and i think he's a musician so if you call him and you talk to him be cool don't be rude it's he got picked one of the strangest numbers in life um <laughs> and two quick shout outs lindsey thacker in ontario turns 25 on the 25th this should be up by then she is a true banana we believe in you. We want you to be at least 150 years old, so keep going. And Alexis Doster wants to shout out her sister. She she spelled it out phonetically, and I still am going to get this wrong, but I think it's McIla, uh, but they call her Chuck. So she's from Fort Wayne. They came to our show, and they're getting matching bananas tattoos. Uh, the Banana Boys love you both. That's your shout out. Sorry if I butchered your names. You seem like great people. Thanks Last one show. here for me. Oh, goody two shoes. Dear Banana Friends, I hope this finds you well. Uh, in a, this is from Shannon Martin. Hell yeah. Uh, as the membership director for the Y in Central the? Maryland, Love the that. Y, the YMCA, I am participating in a bike rally in the month of February. That's probably soon. That's it's probably really soon. soon. This raises funds for our Open Doors program, which allows us to fund programs like Send a Kid to Camp, among other Y programs. The yes. donation, Your donation could allow Next Generation their humble beginnings uh, at this camp. So please go and donate. You can go right now. Uh, we will post it in our stories. Um, it's Espresso.com Challenge Rider. Uh, it's Shannon Martin. And I don't know how to tell you where to go, but I will post it and we will send you money as well. Shannon. Way to go. Thank you.
All right, let's get back into some stories, guys. Let's get back into stories. Um, this was sent in by Kilm Sarah first, but also about 1,000 bananas after that. We love when you send it to the bananas podcast at gmail.com or the bananas podcast on Instagram. Board security guard <laughs> doodles eyes on $1 million painting on his first day on the job. This was on, there are a lot of websites out there. There's mm-hmm. probably over there's at least websites. At least, I was saying, I was going to say at least 200, but... There's probably 200 websites out yeah. there by now. This was from 2fab.com, who we have used before, written by the best in the business, the 2fab staff. Oh, my God. Is it 2, just the number? That's my question. It's sadly not. It's T-O-O, <laughs> uh, 2fab.com, <laughs> one of the top 200 websites in the world. A Russian rated security... by Yelp. Rated by Yelp. <laughs> rated by Yelp. Um, a Russian security guard on his first day on the job lifted his boredom by doodling on a one million dollar painting. Wow! Wow! Oh, and it's so we will post this photo for those who haven't seen it. The painting, uh, it's by the artist Anna Laporskaya's. It's an avant-garde three figures painted sometime in the 1930s. It features oh, wow. three humanoid figures devoid of any facial features. <laughs> so three three like long-headed <laughs> figures, zero facial features. It re- it's like yeah. I've seen the picture. the The painting looks like a li- reminds me of like the art for Metropolis, the movie Metropolis, a little Absolutely. bit. You know, like that kind of futuristic feeling. Yeah. And but yeah. now post post doodle, it is much funnier. <laughs> well, that's right. It was devoid of facial features until the unnamed guard <laughs> got his hands on a ballpoint pen. <laughs> <laughs> So on day one of working on at the Boris one. Yeltsin Presidential Center in a town, let's go for it, Yekaterinburg. Okay. Maybe I got close. Um, shout out to any bananas in Yekaterinburg. The new employee decided to sketch a set of eyes on two of the figures. So he didn't put this. eyes on all three, which is which means somebody was about to catch him or he realized what he was doing was wrong two-thirds of the way through this thing. So he put um, eyes on two. He put eyes on two in the background, right? Two the, the front background, one doesn't have it. That's also funnier. Yeah, this that, guy. That they're like peeking over her shoulder. Um, the curator, Anna Reshetkin, described this as a, quote, a lapse of sanity, <laughs> end quote. I think uh, that's fair to say. Yeah. It wasn't until Tuesday that the gallery announced it had uncovered the culprit. Great word. We don't use culprit enough anymore. The guard who worked for a private security firm was fired. The painting, meanwhile, has been returned to the State Gallery in Moscow, which had originally loaned it. Also hilarious. <laughs> Restoration will cost an estimated 4500 American dollars. This is um, the they didn't press charges, which is interesting. No, he wasn't. Oh. I thought he was going to jail. For some reason, I think yeah. when you like touch anything in a museum, you go to jail for twenty five years. Yeah. but I guess it's not especially the post in office. Russia. <laughs> yeah, who knows? They do things different over there, but they didn't press charges because of the quote insignificant damage to the artwork. I guess it's just four little circles for really poorly drawn eyes. Right, um, and that can be actually end, easily taken off. Right. Yes, that's exactly right. But normally you could get uh, three years in prison or a three million ruble, which is 40,000 American dollars, fine, or 
three years of forced labor. Whoa. See, that's where that's the Russia I know. That's yeah. the Russia I know. That's breaking right. breaking rocks in Siberia. Here I just wonder <laughs> what his day was. Do you know what I mean? Like his well, for day one. Day one. He gets there, I'm in an art gallery, and it was just nagging at him. It just oh. was nagging and nagging and nagging. Yes. Kept looking over. He's mm. like, oh, and he's mad. He's mad. Oh, yeah. These, oh, these people, they need to have faces. If they don't have faces, they can't see. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Not looking, not looking me in the eye, you three humanoid figures. They I know are, what I can it is, do. It is, so, it is so much, it's so much funnier looking. It goes, I think it's an improvement. I do think it's an improvement, and I, I do feel I, I would normally be on the side of do not deface art. Yes. Um, the, in this case, I am kind of on the side bit of, of deface upgrade. art. It's a bit, bit of, of an upgrade. upgrade. What would you do? I was thinking about this just in a general, general terms. If you were in a really good museum, say you're yeah. in the Metropolitan. Okay, I'm And you there. saw someone walk over to any painting... Mm-hmm. No security guards in the room. It's just you and this other person. And they just took a painting off the wall and walked away. What would you actually do? I would assume that that person worked there. Yeah. Right? I Yeah. I would just be like, well, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would just keep walking around. I would just keep walking around. I wouldn't even. Because also, if I'm at the Metropolitan Museum, yeah. a couple things are going on. I am fucking exhausted yeah. at just having gotten there and gotten degrees. inside and yeah. gone in through all of the lines to like yes. get in, like put yes. my bag down, check yes. my bag, go through the yes. thing. I'd be nervous about COVID. I would be trying to stay away from people. I would be like, how many more people are there that could be possibly in this goddamn museum? And at that point, point i don't want any problems nope. i want to get out <laughs> after enjoying i want to i want to want to go stuck stick my head in the fountain out front that's right also pro tip for all the younger animals who are moving to a major city or anywhere around the world make sure you actually have to pay for entrance fees when somebody told me in new york that most of the great museums are suggested donation i yeah. know it feels a little weird but if you're a working person or a student or you just don't have $20. Yeah. Uh just give them a buck. Uh, once I figured that out, I started going to all the museums all the time. It was like really cheap way to get out of the apartment and maybe learn a little. I remember going into the Natural History Museum once and and they had um like a, a showcase or whatever they uh, about moths and butterflies. They just had mm-hmm. a room of live butterflies. Did you go to that? It was fantastic. Oh, I've been to the one in here, uh, the one in L.A. It's with my favorite Olive. thing in the world is sitting still and watching butterflies fly around. Stone cold sober. Just enjoy this. It's It makes you well, feel like a kid again. Well, I met someone who used to do design for the Natural History Museum here in Los Angeles. And she told me that um, so in L.A. they have a butterfly museum. Uh, they have butterfly exhibit at the museum uh, in the summer, and then in the fall they have a spider exhibit, okay. and uh, they just feed the butterflies to okay. the spiders. There it <laughs> so is. All the spiders have these like giant packages of just wrapped up. I bet uh, they do. Uh, butterflies, uh, which is great. Which is great. Circle I love of life. it. It's a circle of life. Just don't tell the kids. I already told Olive. She's more excited about the spiders now. There you go. That's a cool kid. I yep. had. 
So I tempt so much in New York City when I I tempted probably over 50 companies over my first three or four years there. But there was one day, first day on the job. And if I talked about this years ago on the podcast, I've told the story to friends in real life before. I'm not sure if I did it on bananas yet, but it was my first day and I was sort of in a closet. Like they were just like file. A lot of temp work is like filing stuff and mailing yeah. stuff and mailroom. Yep. Mailroom's actually really fun. I kind of miss working in the mailroom. But um, it was my first day, and it was winter, and so the sun kind of sets around 4 p.m., and they made me wear a shirt and tie. You didn't have to wear, like, a full suit, but whatever. And I was probably 22, 23 years old. And the woman in HR who hired me, she comes in at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon, and she's like, hey, Scotty, can you come into the break room? I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And I was going to be working there all week. Uh, but this was a Friday, so I was going to be working the following week. So on Friday, I go in, and I thought she was just going to like show me around and be like, hey, here's the vending machine or here's whatever. Instead, every single employee is in the break room, and there is a cake in the middle of the room. And then she's like, you can just go sit over there. So I just go sit at the end of this table. I know no one in that room except that woman, and nobody in that room except the woman who hired me knows who I am. They mm-hmm. just know I'm a temp. And then a older woman, probably 65 years old, comes in. They all yell surprise. She screams and starts crying. It was her last day after 27 <laughs> years of working there. They made her a cake. She looks around the room, like holding her chest. Her hands are like crossed. She's, I mean, gushing tears. Totally cough guard and is making eye contact and like mouthing like, thank you. You guys are the best. Gets to me, has no fucking clue who I am. I have no clue who she is. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there, and so what do you do? I just start passing out plates. I just pass out the styrofoam <laughs> plates to make myself that's exactly, handy. That's exactly what you do. Everybody's hugging each other. They're all wishing her a good thing. It was very office space. It was like a true moment of like her last day was my first day. Talk about circle of life. She yeah. was the butterfly. I was the spider handing out plates. <laughs> but I've, I think about that story all the time. And then we all just went back and went back to work. Um but I think about that all the time just because, like, I wonder if she remembers me being there because I remember her exactly. But I wonder if she was like, it was so nice or if she has chosen to mentally delete me from that scene <laughs> and only focus on all the people she worked with for yeah, 27 years. I think years. she was maybe like, that person came with the cake. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that person was boy. hired by the cake company to hand out the cake plate. Oh, that's cake and plate boy. <laughs> I would love cake to be and cake plates. and plate boy. We bring you cake and plates. <laughs> cake and plates. In New York, that would be huge. What you that just would be huge. Would be and so be like, big. how annoying is it that you don't have enough plates for your cake? We bring the plates with it. Oh, she was I, so sweet. God. Uh, that's great. I worked at a staffing agency, but on the other side, I like worked. I was the staffing HR. agency. Oh, you were hiring people. I wasn't. I just worked at the office of the oh, staffing right agency. Right I on. fixed computers. There oh, that's right. Right, right. For many, 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 many years. Um, and I remember this one, and it's by far the most absurd business that I have ever worked at in my entire life. Okay. Uh, like so many strange stories, but I remember once they they would always have a office party, and maybe it's strange to me only because I've this is like maybe one of the only this is the only corporate office I've yeah, ever worked in in my life. Do you know weird. what I mean? Yes, corporate yes. shit is really weird, and maybe that's why it is. I, but I was there for eight years, you know, while I was trying yeah. to like write comedy, well, I remember. and uh, and so they would have a office Christmas party, classic, classic 
corporate office Christmas party. One year, they decided to do it on one of those boats that go around the lower tip of Manhattan. Oh, boy. So we all, like, left work on a Friday. Yes. We all, like, went down, got on the boat at, like, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever. God. And then you're locked on this boat with the people, the human beings that you work with. Yeah, no thanks. And it's open bar. And I'm, Mm, like, 23 or 24 at the time. Yeah. So I'm going to town. But the thing is, is that also, it's like the majority of people who worked there all lived on Long Island. um, And they were, like, they could drink. Like, they could really, really drink. Do you know what I mean? Like, these, like, kind of, like, tough Long Island people who are, like, we're going to drink. Buy, and then they have dinner maybe like an hour in. So it's an hour of drinking, and then there's dinner, mm. um, and they do speeches and stuff like that. And then there's like an hour and a half yes. after dinner is over, where people yes. have been drinking all the hour, that full hour beforehand. <laughs> and so everyone is like w- wasted, just wasted. Yeah. totally wasted. And then they're locked on the boat and there's nothing to do but just to continue to drink on the boat. So by the time we got off of that boat yep. at like 11 p.m. or something, everyone had been drinking for four straight hours. No yes. one is accustomed to doing that. No. Everyone is like, there's people vomiting over the side as we got Beautiful. off the boat. Beautiful. It was, and it, it was never, ever again on a boat. It was never, in the eight years, that was the one time they tried it out. Never on a boat again. Were you friends with anybody, or were you just kind of hanging by yourself and watching everybody else, w- watching the world sail by? It was the weird, like the friendships were the strangest friendships. Again, and I guess this is just like their work friends, Corporate you know? Life, yeah. There was one guy who I was like friendly with. He really loved fish. Um, okay. And like that's, I didn't know anything about fish, so Something we ran to out talk of. About though, but yeah, you get yeah, I'd just be like 20. fish, huh? And he'd be like, I love fish, and I'd be like, you love fish, and yeah. I was like, I know that means you love weed. He's like, I love weed. It's like I love weed too. So we would talk about weed. There Do you know what I mean? Go. It's like you have to make like four steps into then finding the thing that you both like. Yes, um, not the best, but an open bar is the best. Like an exactly. open bar in a big city, you feel like, especially when. You're in New York or one or a major city. If you go get to go to a work thing, or I went to went to a bar once on West Eleventh, and it was their one year anniversary, and it was open bar from five to seven. Like they were like nobody will get here. Everybody got there. My friend was like, <laughs> "You're broke. You like to drink." We were drinking top shelf liquor, and we went so hard. Like I, it was probably the most I'd ever had at that point in New York. And my friend was like, are you going to stay? I'm like, I'm going to stay until they cut me off. I feel like everything in this city is so overpriced. Yeah. It feels like you're getting back at a system that's against you. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that yeah. is very true uh, about that time in New York where you're just like, are you kidding me? It is. This is the this is the way I get my comeuppance yes. is I get blackout here. <laughs> I've been paying $8 for Miller High Life at every bar for the last two years. So that is $6 too much. So I'm going to drink $196 of alcohol tonight just to even the score for the fall. All right. Do you want a do you want a sweet story? I love stories and I love laughing at them. I love laughing too. Laugh and laugh and laugh. Hey, you want to hear some band baby names? More than anything. There it is. This was sent in by a bunch of people, but I originally saw it uh 
by myself. I saw it by myself. So oh, that's fine. I'm taking this one, folks. Thank Here it you. is. This is from the Today Show uh, by Rachel Paula Abrahamson. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is good. <laughs> she is real good. Mm. If you got three names, you're probably the best in the best. Here it is. Band baby names. See the names that made the naughty list around the world. And Band. then the tagline is, I love the tagline, Linda is illegal in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Linda. Uh, so it just basically, the opening is like, uh, whatever. Overwritten. Yep. Overwritten. It's just like, get to good. the... Get to the band baby names. Here it is. Yep. Band baby names. In the United States, he, these are, uh, you cannot name your children these things. Oh, really? I didn't know there was anything in the States you couldn't do. That's There's not many. news to me, folks. There's not many. Here it is. The Roman numeral three is not allowed. Strange. Jesus Christ, Adolf Hitler, Santa Claus, and just an at symbol. <laughs> We're all ruled illegal by courts in the U.S. So that means... Really? That means all of them, uh, someone named their child Santa Claus. Someone named their child Adolf Hitler. I mean, I guess I know what type of person does that. And someone named their child just an at symbol. Yeah. All right. I mean, Santa Claus, I don't understand. And also, I I can understand Hitler, but... Jesus, you should be able to name your kid Jesus Christ. You should be able to name your kid Santa. Santa Claus is a great name for a kid. Uh, Santa Claus Jenkins, that's a great name. (laughs) Santa Claus Thompson, that kid's on my soccer team. Oh, so you're saying first name is Santa Claus. Yeah. All right. All right. I think if it's one word, I think it's going to be fine. But you can name your kid Old St. Nick. You can. Great yes, name for can. a kid. Great name for a baby. What's your baby's name? It's Old St. Nick. <laughs> uh, the whole thing. So his name is Nick? Nope. His name is Old St. Nick. <laughs> O-L-S-T. Nick. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, in Sweden, you can't name your kid Ikea, Veranda, Superman, Elvis, or BRFXXCCXXMNPCCCLLLMMNPRXCLMNCKSSQLBB11116. Pronounced pronounced Albin, of course. Oh. Uh, the parents of Albin explained that their son's name was a, quote, pregnant expressionistic development that we see as an artistic creation, but the government refused to budge. Oh, classic I think government. I, you know what? That's on one thing. It's like that kid is going to every form, every form of for like getting uh, a driver's uh, license, getting married. Yeah. He's going to have to get an extra. It's going to make his life horrible. Yeah. Um, yes. Germany, you can't be named Stompy. <laughs> Okay. All right. Stompy Woodstock or Gramophone can't be named those things. Woodstock. These Woodstock. are great. I love it. Stompy. France can't be named Nutella, Prince William, or Mini Cooper. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of these have been challenged. That Mini means all Cooper. of them children people children have been named these things. I know a woman named Mini Conti. She was cool. She lived Mini- in Boston, I think. Mini Conti. I always thought that was a great wow. name. Wow. M I N I and then her last name was Conti. C O N T I. I hope she listens to this one day. She was a great a great gal and she and her friends when they didn't like something, like if something was bad news or like a guy was a jerk or something, they would say bone saw. Bone saw. Like, well, that's bone saw. Oh, I like great. that. Were they were they were they from the south? I think they were from Boston area. I think they were New English, but yeah, they would be like, "Ugh, this party's out of beer. That's bone saw." Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, so it was good. Pretty good. Uh, 
in Saudi Arabia, Linda, Lauren, and Sandy. <laughs> you can't name anybody Linda, Linda Lauren, and Sandy. Lauren and Sandy. I mean, yeah, okay. they're too okay. quote too foreign for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, Sandy. This is interesting. Uh, you can't in Portugal. There's an 80-page list of approved names. You have to name your kid something off that list. You Whoa. cannot name your kid Heidi, Tom, Jenny, or Charlotte. Mm. That's weird. Interesting. Those aren't bad names. The four you just those are pretty good names. Uh, you know, I've I've met a couple Charlottes, great people. Every Tom I've met is a good guy. I've never met a bad Tom. <laughs> uh, Mexico, you can't be named Rambo, RoboCop, Facebook, Lady Die, or Harry Potter. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico (laughs) They are fucking going for it. I love all those names. I am in for all of those names. My God. Give them to me again. What are the Mexico band ones? Would you please meet my children? That's Rambo, RoboCop, Facebook, Lady Di, and Harry Potter. (laughs) My big, beautiful family. Rambo, get off the seat. RoboCop, come over here. Facebook, get me a drink. Lady Di, get in the back. Harry Potter. I love you, Harry Potter. Oh, God. That's so good. That family <laughs> spread. I love Mexico. What a, what a country. The best. Oh, beautiful. That is so funny. Last time I went to Mexico, it was it was during the Great Quar, or I guess it was 2021, so whatever this is, the, the medium Great Quar. And uh, they, when you go through the metal detectors at the airport, it just mists you with something, which I guess you what? think is disinfectant, but you have no idea. They don't explain <laughs> what? what it is. But you just walk through, and you're just like, pss, pss, pss. and then you, and then I turn around. I was with like two other people, three other people, and I watched them all go through, and like they walk through the metal detector. It doesn't beep or go off. It just goes, pss, 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 and mist hits you, and you go, all right, I guess we don't have covid anymore that's crazy crazy. eh? it was insane i was like "Eh, that's mexico who cares (laughs) i love that give me another one scotty oh this one i think uh, i had i've had this story for a few weeks but every time we have a guest i just was like i don't know how to bring this up to people that Uh don't know you and me so this one's for us okay i like this Uh, this was sent in by Alyssa venable uh yeah and it's from NPR, written by Rena Chorsinski. Best in the biz. Best in the biz. Apparently, you, you can't name your kid Jesus Christ or Santa, but you can name your kid Rena Torchinsky for NPR. Best in the business. After more than 70 years, Curdy B, the FDA... Mm-hmm. That is the Food and Drug Administration. Not the Fred Dave Alliance, which is going strong on my block. Yep, they still have a good, firm handshake going. <laughs> um, the FDA is dropping its regulation for French salad dressing. Okay. <laughs> French dressing, years. French dressing, right? That's right. So after 70 years, the federal government has decided that French dressing no longer needs to be regulated. Why was it regulated? Isn't <laughs> French dressing just... Ketchup and ma- and mayonnaise mixed together. <laughs> Doesn't we we don't have to know anymore. Um, <laughs> when the standard of identity was established in 1950, French dressing was one of three types of dressings we identified. Said the Food and Drug Administration. One of three. Yes, the other two were mayonnaise and quote salad dressing end quote. No, no, no. That's amazing. French dressing, what? mayonnaise, <laughs> salad dressing. That is the only thing. 
They were identifying. I would like a salad. What would you like on it? What do you have? Mayonnaise, salad dressing, and French dressing. (laughs) (laughs) French dressing is the only pourable dressing required to adhere to standards that mean it has oil, uh, acidifying ingredients, and seasoning. Other foods, including bread, jam, and juices, have their own standards of identity, Kurt, but no Uh longer for French dressing. There were a wide variety of French-style dressings on the market, and these will continue to be available based on consumer demand. This is wonderful news for grandmothers out there. I don't know who's still ordering French dressing, besides if you go to Damon's Tiki Steakhouse in Glendale, it's your only option. Really? Is it really? Tableside salads, only French dressing at Damon's Tiki Steak Bar in Glendale. I'm interested. Uh, Oh, wait. I've been there with you. Yeah. I, I go way too often, and I always get the salad. Also, I could tell a story about that when I'm done. So Alyssa, uh, who sent this in, and thank you, Alyssa, because this one is so bizarre, also brought my attention, our attention, to the Association of Dressings and Sauces, Kurt. Oh, my goodness, the ADS. And you can, if you want to go to dressings-sauces.org, you can learn all about it. <laughs> Let me tell you a little about the Association for Dressings and Sauces. Okay. They are an industry group founded in 1926, and they- um, what, they was, what was going on in the 20s when all these salad dressings needed to be so carefully monitored? Were people trying to put some real crazy stuff into salad dressings? Well, other dressings had become- Become quote marginalized end quote and they didn't you know among them ranch cheese peppercorn Italian but French dressing they just didn't want a baseline anymore. <laughs> this is all what some people think about this. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring this to your attention. Yes, and I let me see if I okay it's I do have where it is. So if we have any bananas in Norfolk, Virginia, or anywhere near Norfolk, Virginia. On May first through the third, there is a technical meeting. Of the <laughs> of the Association for Dressings and Sauces. Oh yes, yes, yes. It is Somebody's at the Norfolk go. Waterside Marriott. Oh my god, that sounds like a nice place to go. Guys, it's an information open house. There's gonna be informal tabletop exhibits everywhere. There are new products and service presentations held every other year. It's happening this year, Kurt. I mean first through the third 2022 Norfolk Westside Marriott in Norfolk, Virginia, the ADS members will get to see some of the greatest benefits yes. of industry collaboration. And Kurt, guess who else is going to be there? Who? Is Big Salad going to be there? This will include the Horseradish Information <laughs> Council. <laughs> <laughs> You heard me right. (laughs) Of all the ADS members, some of the greatest benefits of this industry collaboration, you will get to meet members of the Horseradish Information (laughs) Council. The council. Oh, I hope the council is very serious. I hope the council has has like medallions that mark them as part of that Horseradish Council. Oh, my God, I love it. Oh, who can go for us? Who can go? I just Somebody want one photograph. please go to the open house. I just want one photograph. It's go an open take a house. Photograph. Yes. They don't, you don't even have to register. Just there go to this hotel. Exhibits. There are new sauce products, new dressing products. You can share your opinion on French dressing no longer needing to be identified. Oh. Please go. It made me so happy to know that the Association for Dressings and Sauces even exists. The fact that there's a horseradish information council. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, I want to sign up for all these things. If it's free membership, you can count this old dog mm-hmm. in. Banana Boy number two wants in the mix. It, God, this makes me so I happy. Makes, I love it so much. Got yeah. it. May 1st through 3rd, Norfolk, Waterside, Marriott. Please someone go for us. Please, God, somebody go. Folks, that's another episode of Bananas. That over there is Scotty Landis. That is my favorite comedian, Kurt Brownoller. We will see you all live soon, soon enough. Keep sending those stories. Keep buying our merchandise because we're going to have new stuff coming soon. And if you like some of the old stuff, it might not be available for much longer, guys. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And thanks, for everybody, for sending your stories. We love you. Have a beautiful rest of your Tuesday and a rest of your week. Bananas! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 